Hello, hello, this is Tracy from Celestial Well. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope everybody is enjoying the end of the summer. I cannot believe that this is mid-August already and kids are going back to school. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. I feel like I just put all of my beach scenes up for my decorations in my office and at home I like to throw some seashells here and there and starfishes and now I'm going to be taking them down and putting sunflowers up because I always think in September you should have sunflowers everywhere. <laughs> so then it will be fall. Pumpkins and Halloween. Oh my goodness. I do love that though. That's my favorite season. The scents and the colors. It's just so beautiful. So today I want to talk about some things I've gone over with some clients and um, I feel it's really important. But before I do that, um, I just want to remind you that I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm nothing in the medical field. And anything that I do share on this podcast is completely from my own experiences and from my life coaching training okay so it's not anything uh that i'm telling you is is a medical thing so if there's anything in question you definitely need to go to your medical doctor or your therapist or you need to get a medical doctor or a therapist okay so uh, a big topic that came up with quite a few of my clients was about um anxiety and um, one thing in particular was uh, a client who has parents that are divorced and the parents don't really seem to be in this young adult's life. And when they are in their this young adult's life, this young adult is very upset with the father because of the fact that he demeans her and this wasn't the way this relationship was you know when this client was young and so throughout the years from 18 plus she's in her early 20s now uh she's developed ptsd because he has bipolar problems and she has developed uh, a lot of anxiety and she holds things in and all of that is super unhealthy for your mind and for your general well-being. So first of all, you know, how do you deal with your parents or a family member who demeans you in some way over and over again and is causing you to lose your self-esteem. That's a very horrible, sad thing to go through. I went through that. I was told by my mother constantly that if I didn't have my long hair, that I would never win pageants and I would never model. And 
being that I'm naturally a redhead, I have this streak in me that when people say things like that, I want to prove them wrong. That's my personality. But not everybody has that kind of personality, especially this person I'm thinking of. And um, this person just soaks it all in and just absorbs it like a sponge. And, you know, for parents out there who get angry with their kids, you have to remember that if you're constantly telling them that they're dumb or they're stupid or any of these bad, terrible ways of speaking to children, that this actually, even in their older years, actually gets absorbed and they actually believe it because you are their parent. And it is a limited belief, but it is a belief, and it's very hard for them to get over it. Uh, it took me a while to feel better about myself in a lot of ways because of her. And I see myself in this person that I'm trying to help. And one of the things that I wanted to go over is what do you do in the middle of this? If, if, you, if you have a bipolar parent or a parent with any kind of personality disorder and they are going off on you, what do you do? You can't run and hide. You know, how, how do you handle that? So one of the techniques that I really think works well with this type of person, whether it be a narcissist, a bipolar, um, any of those type of things, is just give them the eye contact, make sure they know you're listening, and just, you know, uh, uh, agree to hear them. And you really can't say much to them because it's only gonna f fire them up more. So what you really should be doing is while they're talking, you should be picturing yourself as if you were floating out of your body, like your soul, your inner you is coming out of your body and is watching this from above, which actually your higher self is. So when you do that, and I used to do this as a kid and not even know it, um, when you do this, you can take yourself out of that reality because all reality is is something you make it. It's what you perceive your reality to be. So if that parent or whoever is perceiving anger and resentment and whatever else, frustration with you, um, you know, you do have to acknowledge the fact that you've made them upset in some way and remember the whole time that this is their issue not yours that is anything that comes out of someone's mouth in a violent toxic way is never caused by the person that it's targeted to it is always the person that is saying it and displaying it so you know, you can't say that to them because that will just aggravate them more. But you can place yourself out of your body and kind of look at it like you're looking at a TV screen and keep your reality neutral. 
Do not get overheated about it. Just be neutral about it. And I know it's easier said than done when someone's yelling and screaming at you, but you can train yourself to do this. I did. And it's not that you're ignoring them. Don't ignore them. You know, a lot of times, especially if it's a parent to a child, they're trying to display their distaste in something that their child or adult child is doing that they're not happy with and and they don't know how to communicate it in a normal human way so they start yelling and, and calling names of of the child instead so you know acknowledging i'm sorry you feel that way or you know i hear what you're saying just to acknowledge it so that they'll stop talking is probably the best and say it in a very neutral way and keep yourself neutral do not allow your reality to get full of anxiety. And again, I know it's difficult. I had to learn it, but it can be learned. And the best way I can explain it to you is I literally think of myself not in my body when something happens. And I now look at it from afar and I keep myself as neutral as possible I walk away from it and, you know, if it's with my partner that we're having a fight, for instance, I will do that now and I will walk away for a while after whatever's being said, it's being said. And I'm not saying my partner has any uh, bipolar or any of that type of thing, but, you know, you, you fight with your partner. It doesn't even have to be somebody with some sort of issue. It could be your partner or your child or your best friend it doesn't matter um but if someone is is coming at you very abrasively and or you're just kind of fighting and and that person's really cranky um that happens with my partner when he gets tired the best thing to do is acknowledge what they're saying and walk away for a while and then when you come back you are not heated up with the emotions from that perception of reality of them saying things you didn't want to hear or you didn't like. So it gives you a little break and then it is a, you're able to speak to them on neutral terms and maybe get somewhere with, with the conversation. Um, I was never like that before. I was totally the opposite. I let my Scottish and my Italian just cling together and thunder would strike and I would lash out with words and um, get myself all riled up and then have anxiety for two days straight. And that's not worth it. And the other part of it is, you know, regardless of what this family member, best friend, partner, whatever is saying to you, you obviously love them. There's somebody close to your heart or you wouldn't be sitting there taking that at all. So, you know, you want to be able to try to have a communication uh, better than that. And it doesn't help when you're fighting fire with fire um, on that. It just makes the fire bigger. So I hope that will help you as far as, you know, what to do in a situation like that. Um, now, after you have a situation like that, a lot of times you will have anxiety episodes. 
Um, it will either hit you during it or after it. Uh, sometimes it can be a day after. Anxiety disorder is not fun. I have it, my kids have it, um, and it's not an easy thing to deal with. And it's really hard to get to that neutral space. So one of the techniques that I've learned, because I used to get myself so riled up in an anxiety attack, I would have chest pain, I would be hyperventilating, I would be feeling like I can't breathe. And um, it was bad. I mean, it was suffocating, it was debilitating. And when you get yourself crying and in pain like that, and you can't breathe, the, I was told this by a therapist once, and it works. The minute you start feeling yourself hyperventilating, get down on the floor on your stomach and just think about breathing as much as you can. I know that you're all riled up and you're crying and you can't breathe and you don't want to do anything but sit there and keep doing that. But let's let's think about this now while you're not that way. Do you want to keep being that way or do you want to find a way to stop it? So I tried that and it totally works because when you're laying on your stomach, your diaphragm's on the floor and you cannot hyperventilate and it does calm you down because you're laying on the floor and you're grounded. It's almost like what kids do when they throw a fit. A lot of times they'll throw a fit and they'll scream and what do they do? They lay down on the floor. Why? Because they feel the pressure of the floor, it grounds them and they don't know this, but it stops them from crying crazily and hyperventilating because their stomach is hitting the floor. So that is a great technique to be able to handle when you're in the middle of one of these anxiety attacks. Um, another anxiety attack technique that I've been doing a lot of, and I do it even when I don't have one, it's important to do it all the time, is boxed breathing. Um, I am going to be teaching classes on this eventually. Um, boxed breathing is when you breathe in for four seconds and you hold it in your heart chakra. So hold it in your chest and you can even put both hands on your heart while you're doing it. And you hold it for four seconds and you visualize white light or gold light kind of festering in your heart chakra out throughout your body on the inside. And you use that visualization. And then, so you, you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds. I think I said breathe, breathe in and hold it for four seconds. That's not right. You breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, then you breathe out for four seconds and hold it out for four seconds. And you do this boxed breathing like 10 times. And it's so good even when you are not having an anxiety attack, it definitely helps when you're having one. Um, neurologically, there's something about that that just stops your nervous system from going crazy. Um, but doing it on a daily basis, um, really, A, is good to get the oxygen in your body, but it, it gives you like a euphoria and it actually de-stresses you. It's a, it's a way of taking a calming pill without taking a calming pill. So it's actually a proactive way of keeping stress and anxiety out of your life. So 
that is another big one now that I use and it really does help immensely. And um, remember it's called boxed breathing. Think of four lines, a box. And you, you know, you breathe in for four, you visualize that glow, you hold it for four and picture it going throughout your body. Then you blow out for four and picture black or green smoke or gook coming out of you as you're breathing out and you hold it out for four. And then you start the whole process again. Um, visualizing that is a pers a, you're perceiving your reality. So what are you doing? You're putting love and light in your body. You're holding it in there. And in turn, that is pushing out all the negativity and the bad emotions and all the black stuff, right? So very important uh, to try and do that. And um, it might sound silly to some of you, but I assure you, it is not, and it works crazy. Um, so that's another good thing. And then the last one I'm going to tell you about um, is affirmations or mantras. So when you have this lack of confidence due to someone honing in on you in a very toxic way and and trying to call you out on very bad things in a very negative way. Eventually it works on your confidence and you don't have any. So the first step of gaining the confidence and kind of walling yourself away from whatever that is, is to picture yourself in a protective bubble and you know, come up with a mantra or an affirmation that you can say to yourself throughout the day. And it should be baby steps. First, it should be, you know, think about what is what is it that you are most uh, self-conscious about? You know, um, if someone's calling you dumb or stupid all the time and you feel like you're not smart enough to do anything, you know, that's a perfect one to work on first. So a good affirmation will be, I am open to knowledge. I'm intelligent and I will be successful in all that the universe has to offer. There you go. You could say that or something shorter, but meaning that. The more you say something, even if you don't believe it, I've talked about this, you know, manifesting money and, you know, manifestations. The more you say an affirmation or a mantra, the more your subconscious mind will believe it. And it will get rid of those limited beliefs. And that's all that is. The lack of confidence is, is just a limited belief given to you by the people who worked on you with that. So think of a, a mantra or an affirmation of the one thing right now that that's stemming your lack of confidence. Um, in most cases, it's you're not smart enough, you know. So I am smart and I am successful, if you want to keep it short. I am smart and I am successful. I am smart and 
Everyone wants to give me a job. I am smart and everyone wants to employ me. That is perfect. And it's in the now, which is super important. And that leads me to the last thing I wanted to talk about was stay present. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the past of what this person's told you. Think about that. Think about it as rooms, the past, present, and the future. Do you really want to go in the past room and sit there and just dive into a bunch of toxicity again? I can't even talk. Toxic behavior again? Uh, No. (laughs) I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody wants to be upset. I don't think anybody wants to live anxiously and and hear over and over again in their minds of how dumb or stupid or whatever it is that this person's saying to you. So thinking about the past isn't going to change it. Worrying about stuff like that is not going to change it. Worrying is a useless emotion. It does nothing. And I actually use that as my mantra because I used to worry about everything. And I used to always say, worry, worrying is a useless emotion. Worrying is a useless emotion. Worrying is a useless emotion. I still say it in my head sometimes. And whenever I start to worry and my ego gets in the way, I'll say worrying is a useless emotion. So stay in the present room because... If you go into the future room, when you're in that state, you're at low vibrations. And if you're at low vibrations, your future is not going to be good. The universe is not going to hand you anything that you really want because you're still stuck in the past. Do you see what I'm saying? So if you stay in the present and you are grateful for all the positive things that you do have, And that's the key, being grateful. We've talked about this before. You have to be grateful for what is around you every day. Just start off baby steps, just every day. Just think about at the end of the night, how many grateful things you have, how many positive things that you can think of that happened. And you will be shocked at how the glass of water will turn half full instead of half empty. It is amazing how your sight changes when your brain flips to the positive. When you flip to the positive, opportunities will come to you. The universe will think you're ready. And you even say them and manifest them in a present way. You don't say, I would like this. You would say, I have this. And thank the universe, even though it's not there yet. You know, thank you, universe for giving me the thousand dollars I needed extra this month. Act as if it already happened. But as far as the anxiety and all of that stuff that we're talking about, the present works there too. Because if you don't stay in the present with yourself and look around at your reality, not them yelling or whatever they're doing, just your positive things and keeping that bubble around you, That's what's going to protect you. That's what's going to get you through. I am living proof of it. That is what I always did. I did it and I didn't even know it, like I told you. Um, I have this streak in me that I just did not let people bother me like that. 
So I hope my techniques that I've shared with you will help you in some way. Um, I am found on Instagram under Celestial Thinking. I am found on Facebook as a business page of Celestial Well. You can direct message me from either of those platforms or I think you can do it through the podcast. I would love if you press subscribe and send me a review because that helps my channel grow. And I really want to spread the word so that I can get out to as many people as I can and help them with these everyday things that happen. And there's so many people out there that don't have therapists to tell them things or they're, they're not people who look things up on YouTube or what have you. So I really want to get this out to the people that need it. Some of this might not resonate with you, but you might know somebody that it will. And if you could share it, I would be grateful. So until our next podcast, I thank you so much for taking time to listen to me. I hope that it helps and I hope you have a great week. Bye.